Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 104.9 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin talks sports. Wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. No more back thinking, time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war and poverty. Yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, you had better. Let's get them up, get them going Friday on B&E. Weekend is here, NBA draft is in the books. National Championship Series set in Omaha. Longhorns with a big recruiting weekend on tap, and it is absolutely true. Not a joke. Elon Musk is dead serious about fighting Mark Zuckerberg in a cage match. Let's make this happen. Looking forward to that on a Friday. Four hours of fun and conversation begin right now here on the show of the people appreciate you finding it however you do whether it's 104.9 on the fm dial 1019 fm uh, also am 1260 always available to you also digitally take us wherever you go if you're traveling this summer vacations getaway time downtime do it uh and listen but don't look, forget to listen to us on the horn app take us wherever you go on your smartphone also on your smart speaker at home and work and always mr godbolt we're there for you digitally online uh, streaming 24-7, and on our Twitch channel, you can watch the, pr- the proceedings and all the shows at hornfm.com. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cavazos, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so much for what you do. It is appreciated, and please be careful out there. The heat's about to come back at you. Yeah, a little nicer yesterday. The yeah. rain was beautiful yesterday morning. You and I both walked out of the oh, station, and the guys like, wow, it feels like spring. What is it, 60 out here? Yeah, it was unbelievable. And then it only reached like 98 yesterday, so it actually was was kind of, kind of cool uh, comparatively. But it's uh, back out there this morning. But it's, it's coming humid. back. It's rolling back for sure. The heavy air is back, and it's going to be a warm weekend, to say the least. Uh, dangerously warm, uh, so be prepared for that. Yeah, as ridiculous as it sounds, Buck, Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk do want to fight in a cage match. And according to Dana White of the UFC, he's trying to make it happen. Great. Billionaire fighting billionaire in a cage match? I'm in. I'll watch that. I want to see Mark Zuckerberg and his jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jiu-jitsu against Elon. I could actually watch that. Me too. Oh, Yeah. Be some eye gouging, I'd bet. Oh, yeah. Biting, the whole works. Figure four leg lock. There'd be all kinds of good stuff going on there with the two uh, billionaires. Uh, 51 year old Elon Musk. 30, oh, yeah. Wedgies. Time wedgies. Noogies. Noogies, wedgies. That'd be great. <laughs> this is going to be great. Oh, man. I'm in. Yeah. Turn, according to uh, Dana White, they're dead serious. They want to fight. They're like, they've been Twitter beefing and. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg's been taking shots at Elon Musk about the way he's running Twitter, and they're about to come online with their Meta's about to start a new platform that rivals Twitter. 
I don't know. That's that's good though. I'm in. I'm in for that. You know, summer summer's long. Let's go ahead and get this thing going. It's better than going and playing nuts up at the pool. Nuts up, butts up, and butts uh, up or whatever. Uh, all the other reverse ups. chicken. Yeah, reverse chicken. No, nothing's better than that. I'm sorry. How could I have nothing's worse speak? than the reverse chicken in the swimming pool <laughs> with your buddies? <laughs> sure, yeah, with your buddies. <laughs> Man, oh man! Oh, we're already off to a mess. Ty is here. Ty slept on the couch last night here at the studio. How you doing there, Ty? I'm feeling it this morning. Feeling Feeling it? it? Did you go out last night? Yes. Where do we? Where where were we frequenting? Deep Eddy. Deep Eddy Cabaret. Mm -hmm. Love that spot. What was going on? A little pool, little pool action. Just billiard drinking at a table. (laughs) (laughs) Just sitting here drinking. Smart enough. Nothing crazy happening. Smart enough to come here and sleep on the couch as we walked in this morning, and there was Ty. I noticed his car in the parking lot. I was like, oh, well, Ty's already here when I got here about uh, 4.50. Said the Blue Magoo out back. The Blue Magoo next I to your car. I saw that thing. <laughs> so I was like, oh, well, Ty's already here. That's good. He's up early. Oh, he's sleeping here. Okay, got it. Done. Uh, glad it's Friday. Let's get to it. TGIF, let's get to the headlines, including the NBA draft last night. What a ball game in Omaha. Let's get you caught up. UBO Business Services brings you the news. Yeah, we'll start in the NBA, and as expected, San Antonio Spurs selected the 7-5 French phenom, Victor Wembanyama with the first pick in the NBA draft last night. 19-year-old has an incredibly smooth offensive skill set, along with that 8-foot wingspan. Shot-blocking ability would be immediate for them. He is regarded by many as a generational talent, many declaring him the best prospect under the league since LeBron James two decades ago. Charlotte Hornets surprised some when they selected Alabama forward Brandon Miller. With the second pick ahead of the draft's top point guard, Scoot Henderson, who went third to Portland. Uh, fourth pick went to the Houston Rockets. They took Amen Thompson. His brother, Asar, was taken by Detroit with the fifth pick. One pick later, making the 6-7 identical twins the first pair of brothers ever drafted within the top ten of a, of the same draft. Rockets also, drive, by the way, drafted Villanova wingman Cam Whitmore with the 20th pick. That's a player most believe would be taken in the top 10, maybe 6 to 10 picks. He was there at 20. Also last night, after trading back to the 12th pick with Oklahoma City, Dallas Mavericks selected Duke center Derek Lively the second. College baseball, what an incredible game in Omaha last night. Uh, two of the best teams in the country, two of the best pitchers in all of college baseball went head-to-head, and it did not disappoint. A trip to a national championship series on the line. After 10 and a half innings of scoreless baseball, it was LSU third baseman Tommy White who finally connected. That's right, a walk-off win for LSU. They take down top-ranked Wake Forest for the second straight night in Omaha. Tigers got eight innings of two-hit uh, baseball from their staff ace, Paul Skeens. He struck out 12. Wake Forest ace, Rhett Lauder, allowed just three hits over seven dominant innings. Um, but it will be an all-SEC best-of-three matchup in the finals. LSU facing Florida starting Saturday night. It's a rematch of the 2017 finals that saw the Gators win their first national title. Again, game one Saturday night. Pro baseball last night. Rangers and Astros both enjoyed the day off. Both will open intriguing weekend series tonight. Texas is in New York to face the still Aaron Judgeless New York Yankees. Astros are in L.A. to face the Dodgers. Uh, Dell Diamond last night. Round Rock posted their sixth straight win. They rolled past Sacramento 11-5 on a thirsty Thursday. Same two tonight. Bud Light Fireworks Friday at Dell Diamond. 7.05 first pitch there. College football. Huge recruiting weekend begins today for the Texas Longhorns. Steve Sarkeesian and the staff set to host 21 top prospects from across the country. It includes the top-ranked defensive player in the state of Texas, Colin Simmons, the edge rusher from Duncanville. Might be the best player in all the state. He will be joined on the 40 acres by three other five-star prospects, along with 12 of the top 200 prospects across the country. Longhorns will enter the weekend with momentum. 
Staff earned the commitment yesterday from one of the top players in the state of Arizona. Four-star Phoenix, Arizona running back Christian Clark committed to Texas. The six-foot, 205-pounder was in Austin this past weekend. Chose the Longhorns over Georgia, Oregon, and Florida State. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. Oh, here's a great text to start the show. LOL, what was the hell was Grady Dick wearing last night? Yeah, that's a fair question. Fair question. Did you see his outfit? I did. That was nice. Red thing deal ensemble. I actually asked, is that is that Brad Kellner? I thought I saw a lot of <laughs> lots of grandmother's uh, was a window, window dressing. Like, it was a fashion show last night for sure. And Always is. I mean, yeah. The Barclays Center. I mean, even more in the NBA than the NFL. Those big dudes, it's hard to find those those yeah. bad material. Then when Victor Wimbanyama came strolling up oh, there, I'm needs, like, man. He's got his own habit. He's got to have a tailor. Oh, There's no, no way to buy that, that suit off the rack for a 7'5 guy, the uh, longest arms you've ever seen. Uh, but, yeah, he, he he's going to be a good one for the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, solid and uh, comes off very well. Humble guy, but a, but a competitor. That's the one thing you keep hearing about Victor Wimbanyama. He's got to put on some weight, get stronger. But man, uh, just a he's got he's got that uh, that that alpha dog mentality that people love about you know to be that big, that tall, uh, that long, but also that skilled. But also he's not frail. I mean, he's not one of those guys that's going to back he's down. He's frail looking, but he's not. I mean, he's he's yes. aggressive on defense. Yeah, he's been playing professional basketball uh, in France against so, uh, grown people. Uh, so yes, you know, seventeen, eighteen, now nineteen years old. Uh, he's been playing against adults and uh, doesn't back down there at all. So that went down. Also, Chris Paul's going to Golden State. I didn't mention that in the headlines, but that trade, the Jordan, the Golden State Warriors get out from under the Jordan Poole contract, which they were looking to do. He's going to Washington. Chris Paul just traded to Washington from Phoenix. That completes that three-team deal now. And Chris Paul will join Steph Curry and uh, Clay Thompson and company in Golden State. Uh, so those are the top NBA stories of the night. Um, so good stuff. Uh, I, I thought the Mavs made out. I thought the Mavs got, got – I like them getting lively. I think that's a good move by them. T.Y., you like Derek Lively at 12? They're, they're going to have to do something with his offense. He'll, no, he'll have to do something Well, the one thing that's concerning about Derek Lively, he's one, and he played at Duke as a freshman. We know there aren't a lot of big men in, the NBA, in, the, in college basketball. He averaged five rebounds a game. I mean, under five rebounds. At, yeah. at seven foot one, that, that's that, – he, he was not an impactful player at that height. And, that, again, he's like, you know – Remember when Mo Bamba came here to, to Texas, and mm-hmm. he, he was more impactful for one year at Texas than Derek Lively was. But, uh, you know, they, they draft these players on potential and development and prospect, and you, know, you can't coach 7-1, you can't coach the wingspan and those kind of things. They need a big in Dallas. But, uh, Ty, you happy with that pick? Um, you know, it, I, it wasn't my favorite pick. <laughs> it wasn't. I, I said it yesterday. I knew they were going to pick him, and I think Keenan did as well. Um, I, it's a bit of a cop-out, but. Hopefully this guy's better than Dwight Powell. I know they. Uh, or anybody is con- concerning you, it would have to be better. Oh, I know, and they got off the uh, Davi Spurton's contract, which was you know mm-hmm. about nineteen million a year, and that dude wasn't even playing. So I, I can't complain. Can't I'm, complain. I'm, I'm okay with how last night went down. Not too much. Not too little. Uh, as a as a Houston sports fan and a Rockets fan, I'm happy with uh, Amen Thompson, the athletic uh, twin brother. Uh, guy's super athletic, and uh, those guys are pretty, by the way. You notice that those guys they look are really kinda, they pretty. Do. They are pretty looking they're, dudes. They're pretty handsome guys. I mean, they look like yeah. runway models or something. They're both these real sharp, distinct, uh, chiseled features. 
they're handsome. Uh, but then the Rockets ended up with Cam Whitmore at 20, which, you know, people trying to figure out what. How do you get that far back? Yeah, I mean, the Villanova swingman was one of the best players right behind Brandon Miller as far as college basketball players. And, uh, you know, maybe I, I guess there's some grumbling that he had some some tough, you know, rough workouts in the pre-draft. And uh, I know that he made Udoka, and the Rockets are happy to get a, a top-10 talent at 20 that was still on the board. Obviously, time will tell. But the Rockets feel like they got, you know, two top-five, top-six caliber players without having to make a trade. They had the fifth pick or the fourth pick and the 20th pick, and they land both of those guys. So, uh, maybe the, the sky. Yeah, right it was there. almost the guys that didn't get picked were surprising to me. I, I mean, I thought Drew Timmy would get would get picked. I thought the little guy from K State, somebody would take a flyer on him late. And Sheedway never got. It wasn't he wasn't he Player of the Year? Wasn't he National College Player of the Year? Oh, Oscar Sheedway at yeah. from Kentucky. When he well, like a big uh, rebounder and big big score for sure. Stuff? They don't need that kind of player in the NBA. Yeah, that's the thing. Really? It's, like, it's like Zach Eady from from uh, Pet Purdue is going back to Purdue. I mean, he's seven four, but was, I don't know if Sheedway could have gone back because he seemed like he was there for a while. Yeah, well, it's just the league has changed so dramatically. Where the bigs, you know, you got to be able to shoot. You got to be able to play in the pick and roll game on both ends. Uh, you got to have quick feet. And it's but Sheedway's an incredible rebounder, is he not? I mean, he's. I think he'll find his way onto a team. Sure. I mean, I think that will happen. But as far as a draft pick goes, he's find his way to the Mavs. Um. Well, yeah, exactly. Muscle some people around. Uh, but Victor Wembanyama is obviously the story. It's going to be exciting to have him 70 miles away to the south. You know, if he is as advertised and he looks the part, you know, to have a, a once-in-a-generational kind of player. I mean, the Spurs have done this now three times with David Robinson in the late 80s and then Tim Duncan in the late 90s. And now here to start the 2020s, here, here's Victor Wembanyama. Uh, rolling in, and we talked about when they won the lottery that you know his ties with Tony Parker played on his French team for a while, the the team that Tony Parker owns. He's got connections to the Spurs, and um, you know he was that was a team he wanted to play for uh, most. Uh, and and he'll he'll you know we talk about an organization whether you like Greg Popovich and his politics or not doesn't matter. The guy develops players. Uh, the guy has a great system. The guy has a track record, and that or, entire organization, Buck, has a track record of maximizing players to their ceilings and you know if that happens this is going to be really fun for the Spurs uh in the coming years to see this young guy develop if he's anything close to what Tim Duncan was you know good times are coming back in San Antonio safe to say uh, seven eight foot wingspan I can't I mean just reach out I mean that how long is this table right here but I mean it's unbelievable this guy is uh he's gonna be immediate shot blocker uh, with, with seven five and an eight foot wingspan and athletic um, and, and pretty good instincts. Yeah, you'll think about it when you come down the lane. He's immediately a presence as a shot blocker. Immediately, I mean, if he doesn't average but you know fifteen points next year, that's fine. He's immediately a defensive presence that you can build around because you just can't shoot over that guy. And as we talked about with Keenan Womack yesterday, of, of uh, uh, our, our draft expert, he'll be with us again this morning to recap what went on last night. I mean, he's got an unblockable shot. He's seven foot five, but he's got a smooth, smooth stroke. He gets that up over his head. You can't block that. I mean, I mean, it's a, it's it's Kareem. It's the sky hook, but he he shoots it with a relative ease. So really excited to watch this guy develop down in San Antonio. Uh, I wish you were going to be down in Houston because the Rockets had the same lottery ball chance. But in the end, we'll watch him in San Antonio. Rockets will go with Amen Thompson and Cam Whitmore, and the Mavericks go. Yeah, there's some Lively. exciting young players coming into the league. Yeah. Um, you know, it's going to be fun to watch. And uh, Sir Jabari Rice to the San Antonio Spurs. Now, he's a Spurs kind of player, isn't he? Don't we like this? I like that pick as well. So uh, we'll talk all things NBA draft throughout the course of the morning. 
this says a catastrophic implosion is how the sub was destroyed. Well, that's true. Yeah, we had the, uh, you know what, in the end of the day, that, that story from uh, the North Atlantic Sea of the week, in the end, it didn't last that long. They were that was the, the way to that was were, the way to go. The five people were dead on Sunday, essentially, mm-hmm. uh, or deceased on Sunday because of an implosion. Um, you know, we talked about how horrible that would be for floating around down there, or whatever, for four or five days. Thinking about the, dying, yeah, and suffering. Though, I mean, the, the story that I read yesterday that is just so. I mean, there, there's a lot of uh, head scratching situations, but. So there were five people on the on the submersible bunk. Five people went. There was a there was a billionaire who was supposed to go who pulled out because of safety concerns. Like he wasn't he he didn't he wasn't buying that they were completely buttoned up as far as their protocols, which he's still alive today because of that decision. But in the end, his spot got taken by one of the guys who brought his own son, a 19 year old with him. That was the the, the rich dude, yeah. Yeah, and said so that spot came open, and one of the one of the the, the travelers invited his son to go, uh, 19 years old. And uh, now, and by the way, the, the guy who pulled out told everybody, hey, I wouldn't be so sure to get on this thing and, and gave them reasons why. And they still did it. And now here we are. I mean, it, I would only needed one of the reasons. I mean, but sorry. Thank you. Well, now the guy no, thank and, you. And on Father's Day, this guy ends up, you know, perishing with his own son. I mean, that, those are uh, that, that that obviously will be investigated and, you know. But we've talked about that all week. But but a tragic end, and but but probably better than running, running out, out of oxygen. oxygen yeah. That would have been. I don't know if you can think of a worse way to to wait to go inside a, a, a sub that but, was the size of a minivan. Yeah, but an implosion almost immediate, probably immediate for everybody. Which at the end of the day, if there's a bright side, that would be it. But that happened uh, yesterday as well. And the baseball game last night, Buck. We talked about it all yesterday morning. It lived up to every piece. I mean, it was an unbelievable baseball game. Energy, great pitching. Dude, that dude from uh, Wake Forest can pitch. I mean, with the with the long hair, Rhett Man. Louder. I mean, again, Rhett Louder from Wake Forest came into the season as the number one prospect, uh, pitching prospect in all of college baseball, and he delivered. He was fifteen and zero this year. Uh, he was dominating all season long with that high velocity and the the, the great changeup. Uh, he dominated. I mean, the both pitchers were. I mean, gosh, it was, it was it was one of the fastest games you've ever seen to go ten innings to be in the eleventh inning. Wasn't even that late. They were just such great pitching. Uh, the hitters were overmatched for most of the ball games. Paul Skeens again, 120 pitches, struck out 12. He was amazing for LSU. And in the end, it just kind of felt like it was going to end with a walk off. It was going to end with a home run. Someone was going to connect and drive one into the bleachers, which they did. And that was Tommy White, the third baseman for LSU. And give LSU a lot of credit. They they stared down three straight elimination games, uh, beat Tennessee, turned around and beat Wake Forest, the number one team in the country, twice. Uh, and they certainly have earned their spot in the national championship series to face Florida. Gators haven't lost yet Mm-mm. in Omaha. So, and I do think Florida was on the more favorable side, favorable bracket as far as that goes with Oral Roberts and TCU and you know that that group, uh, Wake Forest and LSU and you know that that was that was I thought the tougher side. But either way, uh, LSU and Florida will play for the Natty coming up starting tomorrow night. That should be a lot of fun. That, that and you might have just seen the. Uh, three of the top five picks in the baseball draft. We just watched the NBA draft come and go. I mean, Rhett Lauder, Paul Skeens, and uh, Dylan Cruz, uh, the, the the center fielder for LSU, will all be taken in the first five picks of the amateur draft this summer. So it's going to be good. Good baseball. Yeah, that was good stuff last night. And it did go. It, it did move pretty smoothly with guys getting strikeouts, hitouts, great fielding plays. 
Yeah, I'll look up the game time. I didn't even I, I the I mean for an eleven inning game, it was pretty darn quick. It was it was not a game that uh that dragged at any point, I didn't think. So I'll, I'll see if I can find the, the, the game time. Here's the box score, but I don't see that, but I'll find it. Uh, but yeah, 2 nothing final. It was nothing nothing into the 11th inning. Uh, Wake Forest managed just three hits the whole night. LSU had four hits before the home run. That was all. And uh, pitching dominated, but in the end, the walk-off homer gets the victory. And, uh, at, you know, for the first time all year, Wake Forest lost back-to-back games. They were 54-12. and 12. Yep. They were 54-10. and 10. Uh, in 64 games, they only lost 10 times before LSU beat them on back-to-back nights. So, um, you know, LSU has a, has a good look at this thing. They'll face Florida. So good stuff last night and yesterday. Tragedy in the North Atlantic Sea. Spurs land the uh, the big fish. Victor Wenbanyama. Houston happy with their haul. The Mavericks, we'll see. We'll see where that goes for sure. Ty, any other big surprises for you last night watching this draft unfold? Anything else? Uh, were you surprised that Brandon Miller went two over Scoot Henderson to Portland? Uh no, I, that didn't surprise me. I think there were the reports out that they liked him a lot. Um, over Scoot. Um, for me, for what was the Thompson's ones going back to back? I expected Azur or however you say the other one's name. That I expected him to go a little bit, little bit later. So yeah, he went right after uh, pick five, and that's interesting that that came out of that uh, you know new developmental league uh, to have two players in the top five. Remember, there's the the NBA, there's the college basketball, there's the G League. And then there's this new league that just started five years ago that those young guys played in, and um, you know they end up in the in the top five of the draft. So you know, twin brothers, brothers of, of any kind for the first time ever, uh, in the top ten of the same draft, which is pretty cool. Uh, do we think the, the is the Chris Paul move for Golden State uh, looking to make one more run, or is that just getting out from under the Jordan Poole contract? Where I thought it was just getting out from the underneath that contract. Because remember, it's Mike Dunleavy Jr. now who's the GM. He takes over for uh, in, in in Golden State. He didn't sign that deal. Jordan Poole now, you know, he's only 24 years old. Uh, yeah, that was supposed to be the building the building block. Yeah, right. I mean, remember when Golden State won the championship? They had Steph and Clay and those guys and and Jordan Poole, and he yeah, played and, well. And you had this young group that you think, oh man, they're just going to keep on winning. You know, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green can ride off, and they got this you know next young core, uh, Marcus Monk and. Uh, and uh, Jordan Poole and these guys, they'll just keep the winning going. But obviously Jordan Poole took a step back and seems like he needs to grow up a little bit to a lot at this point. He'll be Washington's problem at this point. Or Washington will have to deal with him with the Wizards. And Chris Paul now at Golden State. They'll have a real point guard now. They'll have a real point guard. And Kawhi Leonard had surgery on his knee. What do you know? Uh-oh, that's half a season, right? He should be back by a training camp. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's what it says right Come here. Come on. Kawhi Leonard, knee surgery, little cleanup scope job. Ah, that's some load management action right there for him. Over under 50 games played for Kawhi Leonard in the regular season next under. year. Under. Ty, where are you at on that? Kawhi Leonard over under 50 regular season games played. Over. He just got it cleaned up. <laughs> he just got cleaned up. <laughs> Clean up procedure in his knee. So there we go. There's NBA. Uh, now the other big question is: Scoot Henderson to Portland. Does that mean Dame Lillard gets traded? Is there there's some that believe he becomes the new face of that uh, franchise moving forward? They're going to trade Dame for you know the the the, the start over kind of thing. Um, n- didn't get traded last night. There were some that thought that the Lillard trade, if it was going to happen, would happen last night, and maybe involve that third pick. Um, is 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 Lillard getting traded there, Ty? Is that going to happen? 
I think it's becoming less more less and less likely. Less likely. Okay. Well, I thought maybe Muscat. I mean, their backcourt is young and dynamic, and um, they need some size. Does that mean with Jordan Poole gone, that Draymond Green stays now? They can afford them if they can afford it. It's just, I mean, the 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 Warriors are just so cap heavy. That, you asked me what my most what I was most surprised by last night that that move. What getting rid of Jordan Poole? I mean, the war. I feel like both teams lose there. I don't know. It's just it's, really it's a I weird mean, trade. I mean, he had such a rough year. He had such a rough playoff, but he was right in the thick of things the year before when they won. Well, I mean, that guy was scoring out of out of but his I mind. I think your 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 Draymond Green question. Answers itself. I mean, they weren't. They, they still may not be able to re-sign Draymond Green because he's going to be a free agent. But it gives them a better chance to get him out of there, right? If yeah. you're going to bring Draymond Green right. back, they can't have Jordan Poole. They didn't. You know, those two don't want to be in the same. Yeah, that locker didn't room. work. And uh, I think Mike Dunleavy Jr. And, and Steve Kerr realized, you know, Draymond Green is more important to us right now, uh, next couple of years than than Jordan Poole will be. And if we want any chance to re-sign Draymond, if we can make it work with our cap. We got to get him out of here. I mean, yeah, of course, Grady, Grady Dick was dressed like Liberace, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he just needed to roll up a piano in front of him. Yeah, that was not a good outfit. That was that was not. Uh, Grady Dick just needed to go, you know, Kansas Midwestern normal blue suit. <laughs> I mean, not even just like a yeah, just 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 regular blue. Not suit. the sequins, not the red sequins. Um, just wear the Kansas blue. Yeah, just wear a navy blue suit. Navy blue, yeah. He had to make a statement, and yes. I enjoyed it. You liked it. You like the flash. I'm disappointed he's not a maverick, but who well, you want? But you want a dick on your on yeah, the that's right. That's that's right. right. I forgot about that. All day long, you wanted Grady Dick. Yep, didn't happen though. Toronto Raptor. Toronto Raptor going north. Uh, uh, and by the way, I mentioned the Jabari Rice story. He was not a draft pick, but he did work. He did agree on a two year, two way contract with the Spurs. According to his agent, oh, one. and the Mavericks signed Miles Jack, TCU star, to a two-way contract. Mm-hmm. I was kind of sad about that. You mean Mike Miles? Mike Miles, sorry. Yeah. Miles Jack, the linebacker. Jack. <laughs> yeah, God, sorry, I'm a little wake up, Ty. A little off. Get out of Deep Eddie Cabaret. Join the program. No kidding. We'll come back. We'll pick it up. We're just getting warmed up. We've got all things uh, a Friday on B and E NBA draft. Your favorite team? How about LSU? Back-to-back wins over Wake Forest. A great, great ball game last night. Uh, Craig Way has his report coming up. We'll also get some uh, B&E facts of the day as we're just cranking this thing up on B&E. It's Bucky and Aaron. Friday on the horn, B&E tie as well. Apparently, uh, former Kansas Jayhawk Grady Dick says his uh, suit was an ode to Dorothy's ruby slippers. Ah, uh, for sure. Remember Wizard of Oz? I never saw his footwear. Well, they were red, much like his suit. <laughs> was were red with sequins. Really? Did he have the ruby red slippers, too? I think too? so. This says, guys, that outfit stole the show. Everyone loved it. You guys are just old. Well, that's probably true. I don't know. Ty, you're 25, but did you love it? You were down. I'm not going to say it again. But. <laughs> we're old, but no, dude. You can back that suit up. What do you mean? No, I mean he went that, all in, man. He went style, style and a profile. I I'm more of a fan of the Victor Wembanyama look, which was kind of the black on black and looking sharp. I mean, he had to have a tailored suit too. He's seven foot five for crying out loud. He's got eighty eighty inch wingspan. All those dudes got tailored suits. The guards had tailored suits. <laughs> oh yeah, well, I mean, got to look the part. I, I, I'm more of a fan of the uh, the Victor Wembanyama look. Like so, it was black, green on black, like dark forest green with his. Uh, 
with his suit coat and uh, black shirt, looking sharp. I don't know. It kind of looks like a lady suit to me. Ooh. Get it going, babe. If you're going to go with sequins, might as well just go with silver, right? You think that looks like a lady suit? I oh, thought. I don't know. I thought the uh, the Thompson one of the twins. Avengers or like, something. What's up with the cross? Well, no, that's like a. It's you not, have that's to have not a accessories. You got to have the accessories. Yeah, you got to accessorize. Yeah. No, I'm not talking about a cross. I'm talking about what the way the jacket crosses in the front. I was. But like, I thought the Thompson twins looked like runway models. I mean, those guys were way too handsome for me. They're cuties. I mean, they were. I mean, they look like they could be uh, on the on the on the uh, the runway, but uh, they go four and five. Scoot Henderson goes three. Brandon Miller two. Victor Wenbanyama. And here's way one one NBA scout. This is why Spurs fans are fired up. Here's a a, a draft description of Victor Wenbanyama. He's the most hyped prospect since LeBron James, and probably the most unique prospect in modern NBA history. He's everything the league currently values: length, dynamic shooting defensive versatility, and scalable offense plugged into the most absurd physical frame one could think of. There, are too many, there aren't too many holes in Wenbanyama's game. Excellent movement shooter with what might be the first actually unguardable jumper. Despite his high center of gravity, he's more than capable of negotiating tight spaces off the bounce, fluidly moving up and, and pulling up on his jump shot. Um, he also can defend the pick and roll. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Think about what, oh, yeah, he can get into spaces. He's skinny as hell. Yeah, he should be able to. Most unique prospect in modern NBA history. I love that. That's that's probably true. We've never seen. Remember, well, Yao Ming came into the Rockets at 7-4, but, you know, he was big and kind of slow. Uh, skilled, for sure, and, and super guy in Yao Ming. But, I mean, this guy is, he, his, his offensive game is fluid and, and skilled like Kevin Durant when you watch him play. But he plays defense like, you know, Giannis Attentacumpo, the way he can defend the rim. He loves to block shots, and he's got great instincts for it at uh, seven five in the wingspan. This is going to be really fun to watch him develop. I'm, I wish he were a rocket, as I said, but it's going to be fun to have him, you know, hour down south. To, how high is his dribble? Where is that thing coming from? He, you know, don't dribble. Just throw it up to him and let him shoot. Or he dribbles himself. He can I mean, dribble a little yeah. bit. It says Wemby was wearing a Hillary Clinton suit. <laughs> he's wearing a Hillary Clinton pants. Yeah. He's wearing the pants suit. He had a pants suit on, yeah. It's definitely very French. It says, don't be a hater, Ty. Go Spurs. All right, bro. <laughs> All right, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is I'm 25. Y'all are right on the money, B&E. That suit was hideous. Okay, cool. Uh, Ty is down with the dick. That's true. Well, he wanted him in Dallas. He, he wanted, did. He ends up with uh, another tall, skinny guy. Different tall, skinny guy. It's kind of what you get in the NBA draft. Uh, there it's you go. It's a crapshoot. It is a crapshoot. Only shoot. time will tell now. That's right. And as we mentioned, we'll talk to Keenan Womack. We're also going to check in with our – Zay Collier going to join us, too, in the 9 o'clock hour, get his NBA thoughts. Of course, Zay from uh, Chad and Zay through the midday, his thoughts on what went down. I want to find, try to figure out what, why Cam Whitmore fl- fell all the way to the Rockets at 20. I was happy to see it. It's one of those – looked like a top 10 pick, maybe even a top 6 or 7 pick. He wasn't hurt during the workouts or anything, was he? he he had, there was injury concerns. Oh, was there? Yeah. He hurt himself as a freshman at Villanova. He did a little bit, but uh, man, good player. I mean, the Rockets. But to get that value at twenty to go with your fourth pick, who, you know, Amen Thompson, one of the the freakiest athletes you'll see. Uh, they really love his ability to, to get off the floor. He's got to learn to shoot. Got to work on his shooting uh, down in Houston. But Ime Udoka adding some pieces to go with uh, Jalen Green, and you know we'll see what the Rockets do. Rockets also have sixty million dollars in cap space to, mm. to be involved in free agency coming up. Uh, we'll see how active they get uh, down in Houston. And we, I think we know Ime Udoka, whatever his proclivities may be off the court, he can coach. I mean, he came out of that San Antonio stable with uh, 
with Greg Popovich. Um, he built a great culture in Boston that I think they lost a little bit this this past year with Joe Mazzula taking over, especially on the defensive end. I think the, uh, there's there's some optimism in Houston after years of just being terrible. Obviously, the optimism in San Antonio. Well, that Porzingis move will bring back the defense to Boston. Not. Yeah, a lot of people weighing in on that yesterday, the Marcus Smart. I mean, Marcus Smart, here, this is a good debate in the NBA, too. With Marcus Smart for nine years has been in Boston. He's the heart and soul of that team. You know, he was he essentially was crushed when he found out that he'd been traded out of Boston. I bet he was. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of people that think, okay, we have to move on from Marcus Smart so we can let, you know, Jason Tatum and uh, and Jalen Brown take over this team. I mean, they have to become the leaders of the team. It can't be, you know, Marcus Smart can't be the heartbeat. It's got to be these guys. They're our best players. One's 24, you know, one's 25. I mean, they're both young stars. They need to emerge as the leaders of our team. And Almost, almost, you know, having to remove Marcus Smart and to add a skilled big like Kristaps Porzingis, who you know Dallas fans remember how that went. Uh, that's that's one of those moves for uh, for Brad Stevens. It, it's a boomer bust, right? It's either going to work, and you say, "Wow, that was that was pretty shrewd," or you're gonna it's, it's not going to be good, and and that's kind of move to get you fired, right? I can you, promise you that's not going to work. Well, then you'll be hurt. I've, had, I've, I've seen enough of Kristaps to know. Yeah, you saw him up close in, in Dallas. It didn't go well that with ain't you. Gonna work. Well, then that's the kind of move that gets you fired. It really is. When you trade a fan favorite and a, and a team leader like that, Marcus Smart is one of the, the best defensive players. He's a two-way player, uh, clutch shots, big. Yeah, he showed his offense this yeah. year, too, in the playoffs. Yeah, and, um, you know, he wanted he wanted to retire a Celtic. He's one of those kind of guys. Uh, that's a move. You trade a, a fan favorite like that, and, and, and it, if it doesn't work out, and if Kristaps Porzingis is anything like he was, because he played some pretty good basketball in Washington. No one was paying attention this past right. year. Uh, but we know how it went in New York before the injury. Then he was in Dallas. Uh, if it works, nice move there, Brad Stevens. If it doesn't, it might get you a pink slip really well. I mean, that, that's the kind of move that it either it's either a boom or bust conversation in Boston because there, there's only one way to go, right? They 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 were in the finals two seasons ago, and the the idea was they were going to come back bigger and better and be you know the champions this year. Didn't happen. They didn't even get out of the East. And now you're making a big move like this. You got to do something. I get it. You can't just stand pat. But uh, is Kristaps Porzingis the answer? There are some that believe that was the first move. They're not done. That there will be other moves coming for the Boston Celtics. Um, but you know, get the- well, yeah. I mean, what do they do with their old dude? They got an old big man now too. Now Al he, Horford. Well, that, does Al Horford get to stick around? Probably. Maybe for another year. Well, they got Will, uh, the, the former Texas A&M guy Robert Williams down there and. But, you know, this is a skilled big, right? Yeah, Robert Williams was hurt. I mean, because wasn't he the shooter for them? Shooter? I mean, a three-point shooter? No. No, no, he was the big man. He was the other big man inside. He was. He doesn't have any offensive game whatsoever. Al Horford less than three years ago. Yeah, Al Horford, Al Horford will He's going to be up. like 37 next year. Yeah, yeah I mean, his, it's an age thing with him, i got to believe. Well, and again, that's the thing I read a lot yesterday, is they, they really want Jay, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to emerge as the leaders of the locker room. And, and with Marcus Smart there, they couldn't. Uh, because he was just such a, a, a central figure. Now, is that addition by subtraction, or is that subtraction by subtraction becomes the question. Uh, but somebody said, Christoph, KP played much better in Washington. Uh, might be a real good move for the Boston Celtics. We'll see. Um, yeah, he was not good in Dallas. That did not go well with the Mavs. Well, we know at the end he wasn't in New York either. But Well, he was, and he got hurt. Yeah, until he got hurt. Before the knee injury in New York, he looked like he was an emerging star, which is why when the Mavericks acquired him, it was like, wow, okay, we're going to get uh, – this guy's going to get healthy, and we've got our, our number two to go with Chris, with uh, Luka Doncic. He's never he's got a, healthy. He's a good stats, bad team guy. 
all you ever will be. Ooh. Right, getting de- 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 Ooh, declarative. Digging deep on him. Like that. Like that. I'm not messing around this morning. Ty's <laughs> fired up at Deep Eddie Cabaret. <laughs> Hell what was yeah. happening? By the way, I will say this about the Deep Eddie Cabaret. I haven't been there a few times myself. Not in a while, though. The, the, is the jukebox still the best? Oh, yeah, of course. Best jukebox in town. I mean, it's just classic. Every song that comes on, you're like, oh, man, love that song. It's old school for sure. Well, and it's an old school jukebox, right? Oh, yeah. That's one of these new fan Still dipping quarters in it? Mm-hmm. Oh, Very yeah. Very nice. I'm down with that. I'm down with a good jukebox, Buck. That just uh, right next to the cigarette machine. <laughs> right there it's, you go. It's still there. Oh man, and you just—it's kind of like Cheers. You see people you know there all the time, right? You just say, "Hey, I know you." Mm-hmm. Did you say you were having cocktails with Tucker Carlson's daughter? Is that right? There was. That might have happened. That might have happened. I had a, had a cocktail. Uh, okay. Or twelve. Or twelve. <laughs> no, it's beer drinking co- capital of the world. That place. Deep Is Betty? it? No, no liquor there for me. Okay, well, you know, no that's what that's, that's Deep Eddie Cabaret. It's not actually a cabaret, right, by the way. People are thinking it's like a... And people a, get a confused thing. I'm like out at, in Dripping Springs at that Deep Eddie, like no. vodka place all night. No, 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 no. that's right. Deep Eddie is right down on, uh, on what's the name of that? Lake Austin, Lake Austin, Boulevard. Lake Austin Boulevard. Right in front of the Deep Eddie Pool. Did you ever go to the Deep Eddie Pool, Buck? No. A lot of the uh, Bud... Or, oh, God, I'm hard time talking a lot of the bartenders there are actually listeners of this show and and, and the horn in general so thank you very much shout out to them. thank you very much you ever gone to that deep eddie pool i have Taking never a been dip? there it's great yeah it's a great spot what do you mean right down the hill there i'm not a big use i, I park in that parking lot a lot <laughs> i like the deep eddie pool i haven't been in a long time but uh, uh always a good time ty's, ty's a pool guy he's not a nature swimmer he's going to be down well, it's a pool it's not is a, it a pool pool it's a pool pool yeah, With natural spring water, though. It's cold. Okay, natural, good spring water. Yeah. But this isn't Barton Springs or anything like that. I mean, that's down the road a ways. Uh, at Deep Eddy Pool. Good spot right there. All right, we'll come back. Take your thoughts. NBA draft. Spurs. Build, draft their centerpiece. Rockets with two good picks, I think. Mavericks with Derek Lively. We'll also get back into the baseball. Uh, coming up in our next hour, by the way, head, heads up, we're going to hear from Nick Saban. Nick Saban. Uh Talking to all things college football in our coach's corner. Of course, the Longhorns will play Alabama Week 2. Uh, coming up after they play Rice in about 70 days, we'll hear from Nick Saban in our coach's corner. Also, uh, reset your headlines. Some B&E facts of the day coming next. First, it's Craig Way. It's Bucky and Aaron. Oh, man, somebody let us know that the, uh, as he put it, idiots... Close the Deep Eddy Pool for the repairs in the heat of the summer. Love the Deep Eddy Pool. Why do you got to close it in the summer? Do it in the winter. Gonna repair it, wouldn't you think? There is a spring. There's a fall. Yeah, really. <laughs> I didn't Need know that, that was closed. No, it's a cool spot, man. And when it's 106 degrees, like it's going to be today, you know, come on now. Uh, all right, so that uh, is a B&E fact of the day right there. Apparently it is closed down. I don't think it's big. Duty! <laughs> What's that, the Deep Eddy Pool? Yeah. Oh, it's huge. It's a great spot. And then, you know, you go there, then you go to the Deep Eddy Cabaret and hang out with Ty. That's what you can do on a nice summer evening or day. Uh, but apparently it's closed for the repairs this summer. Uh, talking NBA draft and all the picks. Also, uh, the great game last night. Craig Wayward had more on that with uh, LSU taking out Wake Forest back-to-back nights. The pitching matchup was as advertised last night. Uh, those the, the pitchers you saw start the game for Wake Forest and LSU will probably be, not probably, they're going to be the first two pitchers drafted in the amateur draft. I mean, there'll be some other guys in there, but uh, uh, Paul Skeens and Rhett Lauder will be the first two arms taken 
and they they lived up to it. And uh, hated to see either one of those teams have to lose that ball game, but it's the way it goes. And uh, you know, nothing, nothing into the eleventh and a walk off tater for the LSU Tigers. Also, Buck on the uh, the submersible that turns out uh, imploded. Um, you know, we talked earlier in the week that people were criticizing the, the U.S. Navy for maybe not being aggressive enough to help try to find uh, this this missing vessel. Uh, according to the uh, the Wall Street Journal, uh, the Navy was listening in from the beginning, and they fear, feared that this was the outcome. Uh, that it uh, it says here that a top secret U.S. Navy acoustic detection system first picked up on the Titan submersible implosion just hours after the sub began its mission. Almost immediately after the sub lost communication with its mothership, the Navy began listening in. Shortly thereafter, the U.S. system detected what it suspected was the sound of an implosion Boom. near the debris site, which was discovered on Thursday. So, obviously, that wasn't reported, but the Navy was probably telling them, you know, we're not going to come look. We heard it. It's This is not going to end well. Um, you know, there's, there's not much to look for. Uh, and, obviously, an implosion would uh, – and that's a horrible – I mean, it's – Collapsing violently inward, right? The pressure. Um, and then we mentioned the, the passenger who decided not, who, who bailed out because of safety concerns. Uh, and now it turns out that the, uh, you know, the, the viewing window was not, was not built to go to those depths. Oh, well, was it just built to go not, yeah. to the Statue of Liberty? That's I mean, it? This story will take on, I mean, now that we know the outcome, even though it sounds like the U.S. Navy knew it on Sunday, um, but you know, there, there was a passenger who was going to pay $250,000 to go on this trip who bailed out because he, of safety concerns. He wasn't sold that the, the thing was, was reliable. And now I'm reading this story that the, uh, the 19 year old kid who went with his dad didn't want to go. <laughs> like he was scared of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was, uh, he told his, um, his sister that, uh, he was reluctant, but you know, didn't want to disappoint his dad. He's going to go 19 year old college student. And that's who replaced the guy that, that bailed out of it. And he, his dad wanted him to go. He's a uh, Titanic fanatic, like loved the idea of the Titanic and the wreckage. And He really uh, liked Jack and Rose. Hey, there it is, down there. We're not quite there. Look down. Yeah. That's it, down there. Boom. Yeah. His, uh, the 19-year-old university student accompanying his father on the expedition expressed hesitation about going to his aunt, saying in an interview that uh, he felt terrified about the trip um, but didn't want to disappoint his dad. Sorry, pops. I'm I'm afraid. Well, that story has a lot of tentacles, and it's oh, it's just too bad. It's really just sad. is, really is, uh, really is for sure. But uh, all right, Friday on B and A, we'll take your thoughts on that, the NBA draft, and all things uh, accompanying those conversations. So you mentioned are you claustrophobic? I mean, yes, yeah, you are. Yes, I'm not afraid of heights. I'm afraid of snakes, and I'm claustrophobic. Yes, I'm not big on tight spaces. Ooh. At all. No. I, heights don't bother me. Heights bother me, yes. <laughs> snakes. Snakes. snakes no. and, yes, big time. I don't like snakes. I don't like anything that slithers. And yeah, being jammed up like in a closet and all that, nah, that, that, that doesn't bother me that much. I just feel terrible for those people. I'm just glad it ended that kind of way and then suffering the way they yeah. could have well, suffered. Yeah, in the end, the fact that it was a, probably almost immediate and not the long, agonizing wait for the oxygen to run out. There's other ways to spend $250,000. Were, okay like were you okay with the news networks having, like, countdown clocks? Nah, yeah. that was kind of over the top, too. Really? People were tuned in, man. People were tuned in, I guess. But, yeah, the countdown clock may be a little crass.
What, for the oxygen? Yeah, oxygen. Yeah, that was oxygen cool. run out yeah. in four hours. All right, we'll come back. Uh, continue these. Nick Saban, hear his thoughts on the state of college athletics and college football and the Alabama Crimson Tide. That'll be part of our Coach's Corner next hour, plus the headlines as the Spurs do as expected and draft the uh, generational talent Victor Wenbanyama. We'll hear from him coming up. It's B&E on the Horn, 104.9, 1019, AM 1260, streaming always on your Horn app, on your smart speaker, and at hornfm.com. 